Hey friend, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, speaker, coach, and lover of tacos. And I'm your host for the podcast, Taylor Made for Christian business women who have had success yet feel something is still missing. The heart of this show is to help entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. My mission is teaching women like you how to break free from overwhelm and overachievement so you can carry out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. On this show, we apply biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build a thriving kingdom business. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way, let's get started. So you found out that sometimes you drift and that often our drifting can be described in 3D, distraction, discontentment, and doubt. But how do you address each of these and what can you do about it? Well, this week on the podcast, we are going to pull apart the first D of that 3D drifting distraction. And I forgot to say this last time, but last episode was episode 150. Okay. Now listen, you may be adding up episodes and going, hold on a second. You're over 150, Aaron, because you had all of those guest episodes. Yes, I know. I did a lot of guest interviews last year. In fact, I did one interview per month, but I'm not counting that in like the solo episode count. So celebrate with me that the last episode was episode 150 on June 6th. Wow. Uh, It's crazy to me. And do you think I've been a little bit distracted (laughs) since God gave me the assignment of pursuing success his way and then taking that map and sharing it with others through my one-on-one coaching and my rooted group membership to teach people how to hustle with heart, to, to align their results to his truth. Yes, friends, I get easily distracted like the dog in the movie Up when he sees a squirrel. So recently we had our grand dog, Maisie. So my daughter, Haley, who just turned 25, happy birthday, baby, in, in, towards the end of May, she has two dogs. She has Millie, who is a five-year-old Swiss mountain dog, and she's humongous, and she is the sweetest thing ever. And she has a almost 18-month-old dog, Maisie. Maisie is a golden doodle. And I like to describe Maisie as a toddler with jazz hands. So if you can just picture a toddler who needs to put everything in their mouth, who needs to touch everything, everything is theirs, they need to explore everything, and they're constantly moving, right? And then jazz hands, like everything is theatrical with Maisie. Like, I'm jumping after a leaf, jazz hands. I'm jumping off the couch, jazz hands. Like, can you imagine that? Okay, so now you have a visual of what our life was like for about a month between mid-April and mid-May. But distraction, right? Like we would take Maisie on a walk every morning, two and a half miles where we live in Chesapeake Beach and it was beautiful, but she would see a leaf fly and she'd be running after it and she would see squirrels. So you can imagine there's a lot of distraction. Friends, there is a lot of distraction in your business. And that's why this topic 
is so important for us to cover. Okay. So the other thing that I want to remind you of in the show notes, I do have a link to my Amazon affiliate where you can get the book Outwitting the Devil, which I've been talking about, the book by Napoleon Hill. You can also see links to my book, Pursuing Success, God's Way, a Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart, as well as a link to the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible that I use. So we've been using this idea of drifting the last couple of weeks. I want to remind you what drifting means in terms of how the enemy uses it. And it is the process through which the devil controls the souls of mankind that he accomplishes through lack of purpose, through confusing ideas, through excess, through fear, and really what I boil down to these three Ds, distraction, discontentment, and doubt. And this week, we are talking about distraction. But before I go there, I'm going to be pulling some content today out of my book. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see me holding up. By the way, did you know I have a YouTube channel? Go check that out in the show notes. And chapter six of my book is Overcoming Obstacles. And it's all about us facing obstacles because we will and how we overcome them. But I start the chapter with this verse, which is John 16, 33. You will be familiar with this. And it says, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. They make no mistake. We will have obstacles. We will drift. We will be distracted, discontent, and doubtful, right? There, this is no surprise to Jesus, but we can claim victory in Jesus. We can claim clarity and serenity and fulfillment of, in Jesus. And that verse is really so foundational for this idea of accepting and embracing that obstacles happen and we can overcome them. So I'm going to give you the practicality of overcoming distraction towards the end, but let's really talk about where this starts. You know, when we start really focusing on the Lord, perhaps you have been doing that for a long time. For me, it's been since 2014. And at different points in our business, at different points in our kingdom walk, we are going to deepen our relationship and our obedience because sanctification is a process over time. And often when we go deeper, and, and we, we embrace more of how he defines and directs us. And he starts to multiply the outcomes from the small obedient steps that we take. We start to get a little bit unstable because perhaps everything starts happening. Perhaps he starts making connections. We're getting podcast interviews. We're signing new clients. We're selling products, whatever. Because God loves to delight in our obedience and bless us. And I often equate this to this story of Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier. So when Chuck Yeager was going to break the sound barrier, he wasn't the first one to try it. Several men had tried it before. But what happened every time they were trying to break the sound barrier is that the rocket ship would start shaking and instead of pushing through, they pulled back. Why? Because they were fearful, right? And, and they were pilots. So they were used to being in planes. And when the plane was getting, you know, off kilter or, or hitting turbulence, there was a certain protocol that they took 
to calm that, right? But in this rocket ship to break the sound barrier, pulling back on the steering wheel was the worst thing they could do. And every single time the ship exploded and they died. So Chuck Yeager steps up to the plate to break the sound barrier. And what Chuck had learned is that something had to be done differently. So instead of pulling back as the rocket ship started, started to shake, instead of getting distracted by the shaking and the noise and the rattling and all the things, he was mission focused and he pushed through and he broke the sound barrier. And on the other side of that was silence. The same is true in our business. When we surrender our business and our actions and our goals and our mission and our vision to the Lord, two things happen. One is we start to be obedient and he begins to bless that. And sometimes that can feel a little bit overwhelming because everything starts to happen, right? And the second thing that happens is we start to hit obstacles because we're not doing business the way the world has shown us it needs to be done. We're taking a different route. We're escaping the insanity of doing things the way they've always been done. And we're redefining hustle and pursuing success God's way. And what I want you to know is that the only way out is through. The only thing to do is to hold on tighter to that steering wheel and go through it into the calm and the clarity and the serenity that the Lord has for you, right? And the second thing is going back to John 16, 33, we are going to have obstacles. There is no doubt about it. But the only way out is through. The only way is to abide in the vine because without him, we can do nothing. When we start to operate in our business differently than the world, we are going to get distracted. There are going to be shiny things and squirrels and carrots and promises. And all of the things are going to start to distract us. And we have a choice. We can get distracted by it and watch it all fall apart because what we create outside of God's will, we'll have to maintain outside of his will. And trust me, I've been there and you don't want to be there. <laughs> or we can lean in and hold tighter and strengthen our connection as the branch to the vine and redefine hustle as intentional, purposeful movement forward and pursue success his way. So let's talk about these distractions for a second. First of all, that, that feeling off balance and the obstacles is, is not only normal, but it should be unbalancing to us as it is unbalancing to the world around us. It's disruptive. It's countercultural because doing business God's way is different than the world. And I promise you that you're not alone, not only among the ambitious Christian women in your networks and my network and, and you and I, but from Genesis to Revelation, the saints of the Bible faced unbalancing. They What they were doing was countercultural to, to trust this Lord, to, to cry out to him, as we talked about King Hezekiah last week against the Assyrians, to cry out to him and expect that, that he would save them from war. I mean, let's face it, friends, talk about Jericho like we did last week. I mean, who puts the musicians at the front of the army? and expects that the battle will be won. Listen, no disrespect to my musician friends. My daughter is an artist, but I, like, I don't see her fighting like a battle like that, right? Only God, only God. So it will be unbalancing for us. 
And we will gain scars along the way. But what are those scars in comparison to what Jesus suffered for us? I mean, let's be serious, right? So distraction. Distraction is defined as drawing away or diverting as the mind or attention. It's it's to be disturbed or troubled greatly in your mind. Can you feel the the sort of riptide pull of that as I read it? Pulled away from focus, pulled away from the action you know God has directed you to take. And here's the thing, it doesn't always mean that we're pulled away by bad things. It can be the good things that we elevate to a higher level than they need to be. You heard me talk last week that I believe distraction is related to the stronghold of idolatry. Well, if we're putting our business on a pedestal, as I did, that distracts me from the time that I should be spending with my husband and my children. That that was my story. It distracted me from pouring into the family and friend relationships that I had because I was so focused on the business and idolizing the business. Distraction very often happens when we're even pulled by good things, things that serve others, but perhaps feed our self-reliance or our self-importance. Those shiny objects could also be us looking left and right and coveting, as we talked about last week, right? They get us drifting off the path. And isn't that exactly where the enemy wants us? So I have just a couple of scriptures for you around this. I was fascinated to think about this in two ways. I began to think about how we look behind us and we allow sometimes our past to poison our present and our future. And we get distracted but why, by what previously happened. Or we get distracted by what we want to hold on to that God is pruning away. Or we get distracted by how God delivered us or brought us through a challenge last time. And we want him to do it that same way again. But see, God is a God of new things, right? So he doesn't always show up the same way all the time. And that led me to the story of Lot's wife. So this is in Genesis 19. You can read through it. This is um, God destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And here's what happens. Two angels came to Lot. This is in verse 15 saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. And Lot is like holding on for dear life because he's like, my whole life is here right? Like, I, I I, don't know if if that is, you know, what, what I need to be doing. But the angels, the men, grasped his hands and the hands of his family and pulled them and led them out of safety. And as soon as they brought them out, one of the angels says, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plane. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot says, I I can't flee to the mountains because this disaster will overtake me and I'll die. So let me run to this town that's very near. And and it's small enough in my life would be spared. And so the angel says, okay, I, I won't, the angel of the Lord, we won't overthrow that town, but flee quickly because I cannot do anything to take care of you until you reach that town. So he runs to the town. 
and the Lord rains down uh, over Sodom and Gomorrah and destroys it. And Lot and his family are saved. So we think. But this is what happens. Now, do you remember the angel telling them not to look back? Well, in verse 26, it says, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. What does this have to do with distraction? She was distracted by her previous life. She was distracted by God raining terror down on Sodom and Gomorrah. She was distracted about having to leave behind what she had. And so she looks longingly back and she's frozen in time as a pillar of salt. Friends, we cannot get distracted by what happened in the past, by what we think we can't get done, by what everyone else is doing. We cannot allow our businesses to become an idol or how we show up in our accomplishments to be the idol. That distraction will get us drifting off purpose. And the last thing we want is to be drifting off purpose. In Matthew 14, 28, you're, you're familiar with the story of Peter walking on the water. So the disciples are out on the boat and it's, the wind is kicking up and the waves and here comes Jesus walking out onto the water. And at first they think it's a ghost and they, they're fearful. And, a G, and Jesus says to them, take courage. It's I, don't be afraid. And Peter in his hubris <laughs> says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out onto the water. And Jesus says, well, come on out. So Peter gets out of the boat and starts to walk toward Jesus. And he's walking on water, right? And he's amazed by this, but then he's distracted. The wind, the rain distracts him and he begins to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand and catches him and says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? What happened? Peter was turning his focus away and he was distracted by what was happening around him instead of focusing on Jesus. You've heard me use this acronym of focus, focus on Christ until steady. Distraction wants to get us drifting. Frankly, the enemy wants to distract us so that we will sink and we will not trust in the Lord. Remember, he wants to thwart God's plans, right? But here's what it says in Isaiah 30, 21. And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. These three Ds are among the enemy's strongest weapons against us. And these obstacles can't be avoided. The only way out is through. So how do we do that practically? Friends, go down to the show notes, download my free four keys tool, the free, the four keys to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. Here's what that looks like practically. Get yourself that guide, sit down and journal over each of those keys. Define, how does God, God, how do you define me? How are you defining my assignment? How are you defining what success needs to look for me? Embrace that, hold tight to it, anchor your identity in how he defines you. Direct, Lord, how do you want to direct me? What's the next step I should take? Whom should I serve next? Allow him to direct you. Don't be distracted by what the world tells you should be happening. Yes, work with an incredible coach. I love my coach, Esther Littlefield. And what I love is that she is a Christian business coach. 
she teaches and, and, and she helps me stay on strategy and think about my marketing for my business and all of that. She coaches on different things than I coach on, but the right coach will give you insights, but encourage you to take that to the Lord and pray over it. Put discipline around your day, bookend your day, starting and ending the day with him, praying over your business and your goals and your strategy and all of that. Allow that discipline to be how you build your daily to-do list. When you employ those three keys, they will teach you the fourth key, which is to develop. You heard me say last time, you'll become more aware of how to overcome the distractions because they will be their friend. And that is how we practically walk through distraction. Next week, we're going to cover the second D, which is discontentment. So tune in. And until then, I encourage you and I pray for you as you tune out the world, tune into God's truth and turn up focus to build your thriving kingdom business. Hey, ambitious Christian woman building a thriving kingdom business. Do you ever feel like you've experienced success, yet you're still feeling empty and stagnant in your business? Does the hustle of business secretly fuel your adrenaline, but you wish you could do it with calm and joy instead of frantic, frazzled energy? Do you believe that God has a purpose for your business, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're a little afraid to actually let him lead? The right coaching that combines biblical truth and business principles with a personalized approach can help you break free from the overwhelm and overachievement that you're feeling so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And that's what I do. Let's explore how I can help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to grow your business and impact. Schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me today at erinharrigan.com slash discovery call or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle With Heart podcast each week. I pray it brings you value as you pursue success God's way to build a thriving business. Remember to check the show notes for my free tool and other helpful links. If this episode speaks to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social and tag me. And come find me on Voxer, where I love to connect with listeners in my podcast hangout. The link is in the show notes. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to hustle with heart and that pursuing success God's way will produce much fruit and impact his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.